Hey, gorgeous. I am Mo Quick. Of course, it's the Mo Show. And I have a super dope author in the building today. She goes by Regal, the author. Maybe you've heard the book From a Hustler's Life to a Preacher's Wife. Regal, you done had a hard life, haven't you? Ooh, honey, that's an understatement. That title is scary. I'm not even going to lie to you, girl. I had to grab somebody's attention (laughs) with that title. (laughs) So a hustler's life, what were you selling? Because hustler means you out here getting it. Well, I actually I was hustling uh, marijuana, drugs, drugs. Yes, Regal. Yes. By looking at you, I could never tell. I know. Wow. I, know. Well, I don't look like what I've been through. Wow. No, no for, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And now your husband's a pastor. He is uh, here in Atlanta. Yes. Okay. Do I know? Him? No. <laughs> Still, we know. Him. Yes. Okay. What's his name? His name is Pastor Kevin Gibbs. Okay. And he's a pastor at Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Jackson, Georgia. Wow. How'd you guys find each other? I'm, I'm sure it wasn't in the streets. No, we were actually seven and eight years old. <gasps> oh, my gosh. How yes. beautiful is yes. that? Yes. We dated when we were 21 and 22 for a year. We moved to Atlanta. It didn't work out. He moved back home. I stayed. Where's home? Jackson. Kentucky. Oh, wow. You're mm-hmm. from Kentucky? I'm from Kentucky. Okay. Yes, so he left. Obviously, I'm sure Atlanta was moving real fast. Oh, my gosh, yes. This was 1987, 88, long time ago. What, what was it like in the 80s? Tell me about Atlanta in the um, 80s. Atlanta in the 80s, to me, uh, was a good time. It really was a good time. Um, too good. Too good. Nothing like today. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to worry about people breaking in your cars as much. When you went out to party, you partied. You didn't have to worry about, you know, a lot of gun violence. Mm-hmm. Everybody, but more or less, that brother's keeper. Oh, oh, that sounds the like best a time. beautiful time. Yes, most definitely. Okay, so tell me about what happened to you once you got here and how you got into the street life. Um, actually, I was introduced into the street life when I was in Kentucky. Oh. Uh, I was very impressionable. I was young. I was naive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do believe that a lot of that had to do with my upbringing uh, as far as my, um, um, I guess, sort of, needing that father figure, that father figure love and looking for love in all the wrong places, mm-hmm. I was attracted to the thugs mm. at that time. And um, I went, got involved with a, a young man by the name of Midnight in the Book. Midnight. That Midnight. was his real name no, or Midnight in the Book? Midnight. You changed the name. I changed his name. Yeah. So we call him Midnight in the Book. Okay. So that was my first exposure to uh, the drug life. So I assume he was already in the life. Yes. And when you were dating him, he showed you. A lot you. older than me, too. He was like nine years older than me. Nine. Yes. Okay, how old were you? How old was he? I was probably about 20. He was probably about 29, 30. Much older. Because in your older. 20s, you're still a little kid. For yes, him. most definitely. Wow. Okay, so tell me so about him. Then telling you about him. Yeah, what, what was he like? To me, I was impressionable because he had everything. He had the gold. He had the fancy cars. He had the... Uh, Dress nice, mm. top, you know, dress to the nine, mm-hmm. and um, money was no option mm-hmm. at all. And wow, that pretty much. What was he selling? Cocaine. Oh no, he and was at the coke time, dealer. And at the time, they called it freebasing. Oh yeah, they did, yeah. huh? Yes, I remember when it was that term. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, yeah. so then what happened? I moved here. Well, let me back up. 
uh, my relationship with him ended because he actually got into a fight with a, a guy that I was dating prior to him. Oh. And we call him Max. So the guy, uh, the guy you were dating before him, he wasn't in that life? No. Okay. He wasn't in that life. So they got into a big fight. And uh, actually, um, Midnight and I were asleep, and Max jumped through the window Ooh. about 5 o'clock in the morning. Ooh. And the, there was gunfire. I had to stand in between Max so that he wouldn't shoot Midnight. Oh, my. Uh, it was. Were you cheating? Obviously, because if you broke up with the I, man, he I wouldn't be this man. Well, no, you know what? But you know what? I'm not going to even say I was cheating because we was broke up, and I told Max it was over. Max, In Max's mind, it, it wasn't, wasn't over. It no, wasn't girl. You know that's how it goes. You know Lord. how it is. You know how it is. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. Why are you? So this is in the book? This, uh, that's in the book. Woo! And Max is actually the reason why I left Kentucky because... He put a gun to my head and told me if he couldn't have me, nobody, nobody. could. Mm-hmm. So I knew the Them only way. Them words. Right. That only way that I would be able to survive and stay alive was to leave Kentucky. So that's why I left. Wow, girl. It's in the book. That's crazy. Yes. So Most you definitely. came to Atlanta in 86. Mm-hmm. And married into the mafia in 88. And by married, what is that? You jumped in? Married. I married a guy. That oh, was in the you literally? Yes, and not not the black family mafia. The real mafia. The real mafia. No way. The Italian mafia. Yes, ma'am. Girl, yes. I'm scared. I got goosebumps on mom. <laughs> How? Why? You wasn't scared? No, I wasn't scared. I wasn't. I was so naive. I was a country girl, literally a country girl, and he just swept me off my feet. My mother called him a city slicker. She didn't like city it. slicker. Yeah, yes. my mom probably would call him that too. Yes. So <laughs> we we eloped, went to Vegas, got married. Girl, yes. you went to Vegas. Yes. Then wow. Got married. But the one thing that stood out to my mind when he told me his family was mafia, I you know I didn't really know. I I seen movies, but when I met his grandmother, who of course was the matriarch, she told me that if I wanted out. I could get out because she, I was too naive and too nice a girl. Ooh, she read it all over your face. Yes, her <laughs> grandson and not know about the family. Wow. And she told me about the family over a cup of tea. Oh, my God. So that's when the realization set in. I was already married to her grandson who ran a junior mafia in New York. So he wasn't even in Atlanta. So you moved to New York. So when we actually moved to Connecticut, but in his youth. In his youth, he um, ran, he more or less ran the Junior Mafia in the New York City area, which he would collect debts that were owed to the family. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so he was the, the shooter. Well, I'm not going to say well, that. Well, is it in the book? Is, is it in the book? It says he's in the book. His name oh. is Boss. He's okay, in the book. Well, read it to find out. We won't <laughs> say anything else. Wow, girl. Okay. So after, um, what's his name? Or what's his name in the book? Boss. So after Boss, mm-hmm. where did your life take you? Well, I, we stayed married three years. I left. Whoa, three years three you was years. it? I, yes, I stayed married to him for three years. But his um, mother, grandmother had already told me he was violent. And he was also possessive. And he was jealous. And he, the, the reason why I left him was because we got into an argument. And... I had my choice of, of discipline. He was either going to beat me with a knotted extension cord 
or pistol with me. So yeah. he he gave you a actual choice? Yes. And of course I'm dumbfounded and I'm looking at him like I know you're not real. This, this 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 can't be real. How far into the relationship was this? Two years about two and a half years. Oh, so he waited a little while before yeah. he took the hit. Yes, off. because he he was very dominant, very wow. controlling. Yeah. Um and once he beat me with the extension cord, mm. my body was, of course, black, blue, and purple. Wow. I had to lie to, to, at my job to tell him I was in a car accident because I couldn't go to work. He I had, had you working and he had not lie for you? I was working, yes. I had my own money, honey. What? I wasn't going to just rely on his money. Never have relied on no man to take wow. care of me. Oh, so you were there because you actually liked him? I thought I was in love Sir, until he beat me. <laughs> let me find out. I thought I was in love until he beat me. Girl. And I knew once you put your hands on me, once you show me that side of you, I left the relationship. I never stayed for anything else. Good. One and done. Good. Because unfortunately, definitely. not a lot of us are. Not right. Most mm. definitely. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I stress to anybody that's being abused, mentally, physically, emotionally, that's not love. It's not. No, ma'am. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so you left him, and you came back to Atlanta, or you went back to Kentucky? No, I came back back to Atlanta, mm. and uh, I met my daughter's dad. Okay. And, of course, I married for love at this point. And this was the pastor? No. No, we're not there so, yet? He's number three. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the only way I actually got out of the um, mafia marriage was when I met, he wouldn't give me a, he wasn't going to give me a divorce. I was going to ask, did you have to run or hide? I got pregnant with her. <gasps> While you were married? Right. Girl, I you had, better be brave. Yes, I left him, and he wouldn't give me a divorce. And I was dating my daughter's father. Mm. And he, of course, he wanted to marry me. And the only way I got out of that marriage was he came to my job. And I, at the time, I was five and a half months pregnant. And I was divorced 30 days, and I married her dad. So wait a minute. If you're pregnant, are you still living with boss? No. Okay, because how does that beat me? I left. So you literally took your stuff and left. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Left him everything. All I took was my clothes. Wow. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. And then later on, you met your daughter's uh, uh, father. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And then eventually, after he saw that you're pregnant, there's nothing from he. Allowed the divorce. He, he signed paid the for. He did everything and just told me if I ever needed anything, he'd be there for me. <laughs> Still crazy. Dude, that's that. That's the thing with men who and women, people who just can't. I'm gonna say can't control or doesn't want to control themselves. They know that there is something off about themselves, and they know it's just eventual expiration before this person leaves me. Yeah, and they feel bad, you know. Yeah, but what do you do? Well, most of the time, women stay. Because yeah, they, they buy do. they buy them or they beg them or they do whatever mm-hmm. that they do to win you over. Being beaten and looking at my body, black, and blue, and purple. And my son at the time was about six, seven, and he saw me and told me that when he grew up he was going to kill him. I knew. Oh, we didn't add the son, and I didn't know you had a son. Yes, I had a son when I was 16 years old. Wow, and from in Kentucky. In Kentucky, yes. Wow. And there's a story behind all of that. And is the son in the son's chapter? Is he in, in the book? Yes, son? my son is in. My son's father is in the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. And was um, he 
any of the men who we've already talked about? No. Okay. Okay. No. You want to go backwards? We can go back. <laughs> <laughs> so how did there's that a, happen? There's a story behind that too. Um, basically, I'm, we, we call him Buster in the book, mm. and the reason why I call him Buster because he earned the title mm. of Buster. Uh, he started dating me or liking me when I was around 16 years old, and um, who is he? Who he, is he? Who is he? Where did you guys meet? We just met. Where I'm from, the town is like 10,000 people, so everybody knew everybody pretty much. So was it in school? No, it was just in the area, in the neighborhood. Okay. He lived in the projects, and I had friends that, that frequented the pro- that lived in the projects and hung out in the projects, and of course, that's you know that's where he lived. Mm. And we met. He was five years older than me. I was smitten. By so him. he was about 20. He was my first. Oh yes. man, 20 talking to a 16 year old. Yes, mm. mm-hmm. but there's more to it. There's more to the story. He told me that the girl that he was dating, who he had a, a child by, told him I was her, his sis, her sister. But I didn't believe him. But I was told when I was 11 that her sister was my sister. So you and your sister have the same, have children. Well, she has three. I had one by wow. the same man. Mm. And when I was literally told around 11 that this man, this other man was my father, when I confronted my mother about it, she told me it wasn't true. Oh. But I knew from the time I was about nine years old, I was different because my green eyes told the story. Oh, your red hair. Everybody got red hair. They got sandy hair, oh, sandy okay. brown hair, but everybody had brown eyes in my household, but my eyes were green. Mm. And I knew I looked different. And when I asked my mom about it, she told me that. I had eyes like my grandmother, but my grandmother's eyes were gray. So mm. I knew from the time I was nine years old I was different. So when I was told at 11 by one of my good friends that I was her sister, I ran home crying to my mom, saying, you know, why is she telling me that I'm her sister? You know, she said, it's not true. So I knew something was within me. I knew that it was true, but I didn't get validation of that truth until I was 50 years old. 50. I wanted to hear my mother tell me the truth. Wow. And you ever met and your that's father? I, I'm, well, ironically, when I, I can remember vividly him riding through the neighborhood and he would stop and talk to me, oh, make wow. small talk. But I never knew why because everybody, like I said again, knew everybody, so people were friendly. Mm-hmm. But I can remember times when he mm. would stop and talk to me, mm. make small talk. Because he knew, obviously. Right, he knew. But when I was 21, I miscarried, and he worked at the hospital. And, and I, I, as I was laying in the hospital bed, he came up to my bedside saying the same thing he always said to me. I'm here if you need anything. Just let me know. I heard Ooh, you were here. And it was at that moment I looked at his eyes, and I knew that <gasps> was my father. You saw your eyes. In his eyes. Wow. Yeah. And he has, like, six other children. Nobody had these eyes but me. Wow. Oh man, that's crazy. So that's the that's the last time I saw him, mm-hmm. and that's the most memorable moment of him that I knew that I was his daughter. Wow. Okay. So for uh, fast forward, mm-hmm. now his daughter is now sharing a a baby's father with you. She doesn't talk to me. Your but, sister, who was also the other woman in uh, a, a sense of the name, doesn't 
no, want to no, talk to you at no. all. She she despises me because of the man. Yes, obviously. And and the other siblings, you know, it's it's sort of distant. Where they know, but it's like the unspoken. You don't talk about. You know, those mm. family secrets. Mm. Yeah. You don't talk about. Yeah. Well, when I wrote this book, the whole town was like in <gasps> awe. Yeah, because you are such but, a small town. Yes. Yeah, word got out. Yes. Oh, girl, you dropped it all. Even my own, my own family were upset with me for writing the book. Wow. Wow, wow, yes. wow. Because, you know, first of all, we don't even speak the family secrets. So writing the family secrets down, it's like. <gasps> right. Now, of everyone names, can read. Of course, the names have been changed. But everybody knows. Everybody, everybody was reading the book like this. <laughs> I know what this is. Oh, that's some drama. That's some drama. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so now we're here, and we are in Atlanta. You just left Connecticut. You have a son. Now you have a daughter. Mm. What was your life? Single mom. Mm. Having to take care of my children by any means necessary. That's where the drugs came into play. Because How I'm old was she? 28, 29. Still fresh. 30. Yes. Mm. And I ran into met, ran into a crew in Collipaw, what they call Collipaw, not College <laughs> Park, but Collipaw. Southside. Yes, Southside. <laughs> yes, that taught me the game. Wow. Mm-hmm. And did, did you ask? How did that happen? Hey, can you guys teach me how to do drugs? No, I was sort of uh, trusting in the gentleman, uh, and we're going to call him black. Oh, so you were dating. So these dudes is really getting now, you in trouble. Now, now he, we didn't really date. It was more business. Okay. But I was doing office work for him because he had a clothing store in College Park. And then you found out. And that I found it was out what he was doing by drugs. And yes. And then you said, "I want some of that." Exactly. I need to make me I need some to of make that money. Some of that money. Yeah, most definitely. So that's how that happened. Wow, girl. And obviously he was he knew he could trust you. You guys yes. were already in association. Yes. And yes. did you have an block or an empire? How much or how deep were you in? I could get anything I wanted because they had whatever I wanted. So they had but that but I never sold any more than a half a block at a time. Mm. Were you outside or did you have a phone? Were they calling you? How how did you Give your deliverables. Well, yeah, we had we had pages. You, I know you didn't forget about the pages. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I know we, some people. They just you pull up on them because they don't leave the block. You know, so. Oh uh, no, I wasn't. I, I was more. I worked a nine to five. So you still had a job. I worked a nine to five, but I also made that money on the side. Wow. Yes. So when somebody you say had hustler's to, life. Yes. You're not playing. No, but somebody had to stay legit. Because when someone went to jail, somebody had to go with the credentials to bond people out of jail. So I was that person also. Wow, girl. How did you find yourself out of that kind of lifestyle? I'm sure you had to have been making more money than you've ever made. It changed. The streets changed. The people changed. And as the people that I was uh, associated with started getting locked up, it was times for change. Okay. It was most definitely times for change. Mm -hmm. How long did you stay in? Off and on, probably, I would say, maybe 15 years. You stayed in the game for 15 years? 
Damn. You was never, always looking over your shoulder? Never went to jail. Never went to jail. I'm not going to say I was always looking over my shoulder, but God was looking out. You, you ever heard the saying, God looks out for babies and food? <laughs> you I wasn't was, a baby, so. I was food. <laughs> but I would pray, and, yeah. and I would have a conversation with God. I, I had mm. a relationship with God, mm. uh, even in, when I was in the streets. I always knew to pray to him, and I would tell him what I was doing and asking him to protect me because I need to take care of my children. I had deadbeats. So I had to raise my children. Wow. And and doing all of this, do you feel like you affected them in any way? Almost definitely. In what ways? Um, one thing about me, I was honest with my children. I kept it 100. And even with my, my son's friends, my daughter's friends, they knew when they come to me and ask me something, I'm going to be real. I'm, oh, you was, was that mom. I was that mom. <laughs> I, my house was the do drop in. Everybody wow. stayed at my house because I kept it 100 with them. Mm. And um, I just feel like I, I wish things could have been different. I wish that they had fathers that did take care of them uh, and our lives were different, but I can't change the past. I can only prepare for the future and live in the present and from, you know, a lot of times when we go through things in life, we don't understand why God allows those things to happen. But to sum it all up for me, I knew that I had a story to tell, and I knew that it wasn't no one but God that had saved me through all that I've been through. And it, I'm at a place in my life now where I want to reach out to others that have been broken, that have been mentally and physically abused, that... Um, have lost a child because I've lost a child too. Uh, I, I have a disabled son. I have a gay daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things that people go through in life, being a single mom and just trying to juggle life and make it all happen, God allowed me to go through all of those things because he knew what my purpose was going to be at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. So while, while writing this book was therapeutic for me during the downtime when COVID uh, first came into existence, mm. I never wrote down what I wanted to say on, on pen and paper throughout the years. I said, okay, God, this is my time to write my book. Just tell me what it is that you want me to say. And everything that I wrote came to me in a matter of four weeks. What? You wrote your book in four weeks? Yes, ma'am. Wow. In four weeks. Everything. So all I did was just think, think back through my life. And he just kept telling me, speak your truth. Wow. And that's what I did. Wow, okay. That's quite a story, Raquel, girl. <laughs> so at what point did you meet your husband? Again, 20, we met 25 years later through social media. So you got out of the game yes. in 15 years, and then 25 years after that? No, 20, we, 25 years after he left, first left Atlanta, which was in 87. Oh. So 25 years later, we reunited. So that's what I meant to, the word I meant to say is, when did you reunite with mm-hmm. your husband? Yes. Okay. He found me on social media, on Facebook. And how long was that after you had decided to go the clean route? He helped to decide for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> the truth be told. Yes, I had to get my mind right because I knew if I was going to live that life with him, yeah, you everything, can't do I can't, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
And he was already a preacher, or was he making yes. his way to me? No, no, no. He's He's been a preacher now over 25 years. And if he had faith in you, girl. <laughs> well, he said I was his first love. Oh. The love of his life. How beautiful. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. So he came and pretty much saved you. You don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to say this. In my, especially when my daughter went off to college and I was home alone, she kept telling me, Mom, you're going, you know, you, you're going to have to do something with yourself because you're calling me every other day, every, to- you know, <laughs> one, two or three times a day sometimes, wanting to know what I'm doing. You need a life. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I guess she gave me her blessings. Mom, it's okay for you to find somebody and settle down again. You know, so when we and when I started dating him, I had prayed five years prior to reuniting with him. Like, okay, God, if it's meant for me to marry again, send me a man that loves you as much as I do, if not more. Mm. I prayed that prayer for five years. So when I when he came into my life, I said, Oh, God has a sense of humor. I said, okay, God. I said, send me a man that loves you as much as I do, if not more. But I didn't ask you for a preacher. (laughs) (laughs) But see, God may not send you what you want, but he most definitely going to send you what you need. Period. Yes. always going to be on time. Yes. (laughs) So at that point, when when we reunited, and I have to tell this story, when we reunited, and I saw him after 25 years and saw that he really had not even aged. You know, I feel like, you know, I, I was a player. So, you know, I, I feel like I can't be smitten or, or I can't be. Uh, oh, you were hard. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, you was hard. Oh, they made me oh, hard. They made me hard. <laughs> but when I saw him and he put his arms around me. He softened up me, like butter. Wait. <laughs> not only did he knock me off my feet. My my knees buckled, and the butterflies in my stomach. I now just started to cry. No. He said, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "You're gonna be my husband." Oh, oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, I wow. never had that feeling. Never. Wow. So that's why I knew. I knew he was the one. Oh, I bet you felt so relieved. Oh yes. Mm. Definitely. And I'm going to tell you, it hasn't been all peaches and cream in this marriage either. <gasps> marriage is never, never, never peaches and cream. The no. best marriages. You yes. have to fight. You have to every day. fight. And you have to accept people for who they are. You can't change nobody who don't want to change. Who speak, Lord. You know? <laughs> so while I know I've been a handful, <laughs> and then to write this book, yeah. the congregation, I'm sure, I was the talk of the Oh, I didn't even think about that. So how did your husband perceive the book? He wasn't 100% in agreement with everything that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my story. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm going to tell it. Period. God says, speak your truth. Period. I'm going to speak my truth. That's what I'm supposed to do. Mm. He got over it. Obviously. Yes, ma'am. Because I see the ring on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he wasn't too mad. <laughs> but moving forward, though, Mo, um, what I'd like to see happen with my book, miniseries is hot right now. Oh. And I know Atlanta has screenwriters, producers, directors, and some of everybody out there that's looking for something hot. 
this book is it. I'm willing to collab with anybody out there that wants to reach out to me and let's get it. Get, let's get something going for Atlanta's ministry. I know Tyler Perry's the man in Atlanta, I know. But, hey, I'm up and coming. Period. Period. And there's a whole lot of hungry people out there. Mm. So let's work. What's your social? How can they get in contact with you? I'm at Regale the Author um, on Facebook and on Instagram. My you book have a website? Yes. www.regaletheauthor.info is my website. Um, I also, the book is on Amazon. Of course. Yes. Of course. You guys, this is Regale the Author, the writer of From a Hustler's Life to a Pastor's Wife. An amazing story, definitely a must-read. Um, I suggest you pick it up. <laughs> I definitely suggest you pick it up. Yes. Thank you for coming, Regal. I appreciate you Thank for you telling for the truth. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. You are a interesting, interesting <laughs> woman. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm telling you, you never know. You never know a book just by looking at the cover. You have got to read that thing. It is much more than just what you see. I'm just going to say that. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you tune in again.